And welcome into the Nick State of Mind podcast. Matt Castillo here with Chip Murphy and Danny Small. First off, guys, good to be back with you guys. Missed last week. You guys did a great job. Um, went back, listened to it. So you guys did a great job. Good stuff there last week from you guys. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, man. Good to have you back. Uh, yeah, it's good to be back. I've been craving to talk a little bit about the Knicks here. As uh, we got a, an interesting show here this week. As of course, you know, it's it's a part of the season now that you you get like the the big days in the NBA season. Obviously, Christmas Day is one of those. That that's the games that you want to be a part of. You want to be because you're going to be on national television when you play on Christmas Day. Uh, And the news came out, and this is where we are going to start with our show today, that the New York Knicks this year do not have a Christmas Day game. So I know a lot of fans have been a little frustrated and upset about that because we love to see the orange and blue playing on Christmas. I mean, it's just something that we look forward to. Um, You know, usually we get that noon game, so it's just right off the bat there. We got that last year, so it's going to be a little different, a little weird not seeing the Knicks play on Christmas Day. Obviously, it has happened before, uh, but we're we're not getting that national televised game on one of the biggest days of the the NBA season. Look, you know, you look at the other days, uh, like Thanksgiving and stuff like that, it's dominated by football. Christmas Day is the big day for the NBA, so it's a little disappointing here. And Chip, I'm going to start with you. Uh, what was your reaction when you found out the Knicks were not getting a Christmas Day game? Were you a little surprised by it? Well, I wasn't surprised by it because, you know, the Knicks have had a Christmas Day game for nine of the last ten seasons. You know, they're, they always play on Christmas. And, uh, but I thought that my first reaction was it sucks because they've lost six Christmas Day games in a row. Yeah. And it's become a tradition for us to wake up and watch the Knicks lose that noon on Christmas. (laughs) And they're finally expected to be competitive for the first time in years. They have some rotational players. We're going to win some games, maybe even get to like the 30 or some people think they're even going to get to the 40 win mark. And we get the Christmas Day game stripped away from us this year. Of course, that's what happens. But look. All the games that are on on Christmas are good games. I mean, it's right. not like the Knicks would be any, any better than any of these teams. Lakers, Clippers, obviously. Rockets, Warriors is a great one. Bucks, Sixers, Celtics, Raptors. I mean, the Raptors. I guess they're the defending champs. You got to put them on there. And then Pelican Nuggets, Pelicans, Nuggets. You got Zion, and the Nuggets are fun to watch too because of Jokic. So I get why the Knicks aren't on there, of course. But, like I said, it does suck to not see them on there because I think they're actually going to win some games this year for the first time in a very long time. Yeah. And, Chip, starting with our now, uh, excuse me, Danny, going to you now, what was your reaction when you found out the Knicks were not on Christmas Day? Again, were you surprised by it or a little upset by it that the Knicks are not going to be on national television? I, I would say I kind of I kind of fall in line with what Chip's saying. I mean, you know, like it has become a tradition to watch the Knicks on Christmas Day, and you know, I mean, they are 
no matter how mediocre or bad they are from year to year, they're one of the premier teams in the NBA. Like, there's no denying that. But, I, I mean, I don't – I'm not upset. I understand why the NBA wouldn't want to put them there. But the thing I was actually – thought was a little more curious was i was surprised that the nets didn't get a game and right. i thought that, that would have been i thought that yeah. would have been a good like a good you know way to put the knicks on too because right. you got the nets knicks rivalry i know there's no kevin durant yet but you got kyrie irving i mean i thought that would have been a little you know uh, an intriguing game even you know considering i think maybe the nba kind of this year wanted to move away from them and then the other thing is I was kind of expecting the NBA to go with, you know, Kyrie's return to Boston in that game, you know, for Christmas Day, something like that. I mean, I think they kind of had some opportunities to do a little bit better with the schedule. But like Chip said, I mean, there's a lot of good teams playing. It's hard to, you know, it's hard to really look at one team and single them out and say they didn't deserve a game. But it definitely, I'm, I'm going to admit, it's going to be weird, you know, waking up and, you know, going, checking the Christmas presents under the tree and then looking. And then it's like, wait, the Knicks aren't on, you know, at 12 when I'm, you know, make, making pancakes for brunch <laughs> or whatever. Like, it's like that's like a tradition almost. So it is going to it is going to kind of suck not having that, you know, as a New York basketball fan. It's just, kinda, you know, anyone who's grown up watching New York basketball has grown up watching or at least in the last you know decade or so has grown up watching the, uh, the Knicks. So it's definitely going to be weird. But, I mean, it is what it is. You know, the Knicks have a good year this year. You can almost guarantee that they're going to throw them back in that, you know, that noon slot or at least one of the one of the premier games on Christmas. So uh, it's going to be tough not having it for a year. But, you know, we'll see what happens in the future. You know, and when I seen this, was I surprised? No, because, it, it, I mean, it's no secret. You look around what happened in the NBA this offseason – with free agency and trades, there is that competitive balance for the first time in a long time throughout the league that there's several teams that actually have a legitimate chance to win the championship. Of course, you have your favorites, right? You have like the Clippers, Lakers are in mm-hmm. that discussion as well. That That's normal to have your favorites, but those outside teams are not a long shot to do it. You know, so I think what happens here is that there's so many of these championship contenders and the Knicks are not obviously in that category, that when you have an abundance of championship caliber teams, you want to feature those teams on the NBA's biggest day. Now, with that being said, and I kinda, I'm going a little off topic here because, Danny, you made the point uh, talking about how there's no, uh, there's, there's no um, Brooklyn Nets on Christmas Day, which I thought was a little weird because I figured what would happen would be like a Boston-Nets matchup mm-hmm. instead of Boston and Toronto. Uh, Toronto, they're not going to be as good as they were last year. I'm not telling anything that anybody doesn't know. I mean, they just lost the second, third best player in the league. So I was a little surprised, and I know they're the defending champions, Definitely. so they're getting that kind of respect there to give them a national televised game on one of the biggest days of the NBA season. But I, I just don't quite understand why the Raptors were chosen over the Nets. I can understand the Knicks not being picked again because, unfortunately, the way it is, the Nets are that that team that maybe not so much this year without Kevin Durant because he's going to be out, obviously, 
but they're a team that's interesting and will be in the playoff picture uh, and still can be a very good team this season. So the main point, though, is we do not have that championship caliber team. Yes, we have some depth. Yes, we're going to have a much better team than what we have been putting on the floor the last several years. So it's kind of like, oh, man, this would make much sense to put the Knicks on TV this year because last year when they put us on Christmas Day, I couldn't understand what they were thinking. We had no Przingis. You know, that, 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 there was no star out there for the Knicks. You kind of knew it was going to be a disastrous season. And I don't know, you know, when they came out with this, because we remember, you know, Przingis, there were some people talking about that he might be back around Christmas Day, which was a long shot there. So I think that played a role into it. Uh, So last season, it did not make much sense to me that the Knicks got a noon game on Christmas Day. This year, though, the Knicks are a much better team. Again, what hurts the Knicks here, though, is that there's too many championship caliber teams that the league has got to feature and go with on their biggest day. So it's something that stinks because, as you guys said, it it's almost like a tradition. You know, now depending on what that noon game is, I might not watch it. You know what I mean? There's games on this day that, oh my gosh, you best believe I'm going to be sitting in front of the television when the Clippers and the Lakers, you know, tip off, oh, yeah, and yeah. you know the Bucks and the 76ers. Uh, you know, those games are I absolutely want to watch. But depending on what they do here, I mean, if you look at it, I understand why they went with Denver, but it could have been interesting maybe see a, a weird, you know, at a conference Knicks and Pelican matchup. You know, you get Zion and RJ on Christmas mm-hmm. Day. That could that, have been. Yeah, that actually would have been a good one. Yeah, that that could have uh, been something the league could have sold well. But again, it's I'm not picking on the Nuggets here because they are one of those teams that are going to be in contention at the end of next season. Uh, and of course, you throw on New Orleans because they have an exciting young team. Obviously, Zion, the number one pick. Uh, so you know, I'm not mad that the Pelicans got the nod. I'm just saying, if there was a game that I would say or a team that could be replaced by the Knicks here, I would think a a Zion-RJ matchup would have been interesting. Uh, If you didn't want Brooklyn in it, maybe the Knicks and the Celtics again could have been a very interesting matchup as well. You know, the Celtics are, are unfortunately, once again, a little bit better than us, you know. So when I say a little bit, they, they they have young guys that are developing fast and are a little bit ahead of us in that category even though they lost you know Kyrie and and Hortford and all those guys Uh, but you know if I can make the argument that would be the only game and and Danny I'll start with you here Uh, would you agree is there another game that you would say you know what the Knicks could be on Christmas Day over this team or do you think the list of Christmas Day games is fair enough and you just you, you understand it I, I think it's fair, but I, I do think like your your Nuggets point there is that's that's a good point too because the Nuggets I mean you know they do have Jokic but you know it is what it is the Raptors you know I guess they're not the same team but defending champs they kind of get that respect a little bit but I'm just gonna jump back quickly to what you were you were talking about the Bucks last year that game didn't really make sense the Knicks you know they got blown out it was almost like they they sealed their fate you know getting blown out and just you know having a like no contest game, but the 
the ironic thing is, like three weeks ago, maybe or a few weeks before that game, the Knicks actually had their best game of the year. They had a fourth quarter comeback, beat the Bucks in overtime. Hozonia had the dunk over Giannis. It's like almost like thinking in retrospect, if you had flipped those games and that big comeback was on Christmas, you could definitely see the NBA being like, you know what? Like let's let's keep the Knicks in there. You know, they had a good showing last year. But I mean I guess that's just not the way it goes. Um, but yeah, like you said, I mean, really the only way I could have seen it was if it was a Brooklyn Knicks kind of thing. And they were just going to try and push that, you know, that, that, uh, crosstown rivalry that would have, un- I would have understood that actually Spencer Dinwiddie, he went on Twitter and somebody asked about, you know, a Christmas game to him. And he said he just wanted to play in one of the gardens, presume, you know, obviously right. Madison square or TD garden, you know, against Boston. So I, I mean, I, I guess Knicks Nets is a matchup you want to see, but I also I do understand that you know it's tough to it's tough to pull out one of those teams that's going to be you know a championship contender or in the Raptors case you know they just won a championship. So uh, I mean as much as like I'd like to get worked up about you know the Knicks not having a game on Christmas and the Nets not having a game for that matter too, it's just it's hard you know for me um, to get too worked up about it. And and Chip, now your thoughts on it is. Are you disappointed in one of these teams that are on here on Christmas Day? Or if not, if you think it's fine, if there was a matchup for the Knicks on Christmas Day, who would you like to see them face? No, I'm with Danny. I'm not too worked up about it either. Uh, I think the Raptors, they won the title last year, so they have a right right to play on Christmas. And I love watching the Nuggets play. I love watching Jokic. He's one of my favorite players to watch. So I have no problem with that. I think uh, Jokic uh, guarded by Zion and vice versa, that'll be a hell of a matchup. I'm looking forward to that. But, um, yeah, I think the only thing I will say is, as much as I think the Raptors deserve that spot, I think I was looking forward to it possibly being Kyrie's return to Boston on Christmas. I thought that would have been very cool. That, yeah, that was the one. Yeah. Right. To see him maybe drop 50 in Boston or something like that, because you know he would have went off. That would have been fun. But maybe he'll do that. Maybe that'll be the opening night game or something, or their first game. I don't know. We'll yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's going to be a primetime yeah. game at yeah. some point the, yeah. you know, this season. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's – I think about every time they play, they'll probably be on national television, those two teams, because everybody, I think, is going to want to see that. Uh, But, you know, I think we're all kind of in agreement here. It's disappointing because we all want to see the Knicks on Christmas Day, but we get it. You know, there's a lot of good teams this year, and there's some matchups that could have been interesting for the Knicks. And, Danny, you said it best. You know, if the Knicks show out a little bit this season, then, you know, the following year I'm sure they get back their Christmas Day game. It's just, it is what it is this year. It's disappointing, but it's understandable. Not much that you can do here with the the schedule. And there are great games on Christmas Day. So we will end this discussion here. We'll take a short break. When we come back on the other side, we're going to talk about the NBA All-Decade team. Find out where Carmelo Anthony ended up on the list. That's coming up next here on the Next State of Mind podcast. Hi everybody, Matt Costello here, writer at EliteSports.com and co-host of the Next State of Mind podcast. Just wanted to take this time to thank the fans and remind listeners to follow our social media pages. You can find us on Twitter at NYKSOM Podcast or on our Facebook page at the Next State of Mind podcast. 
Come be a part of the discussion. We want to hear from you and talk about the Knicks. Welcome back into the Knicks State of Mind podcast here. As we mentioned right before the break, the NBA All-Decade Teams was uh, released earlier this week. And there is a, a Nick on there that made one of the teams. And that, of course, is Carmelo Anthony. Now, he was not a first-team selection. But when we give you that first-team selection, you know, you're going to go, yeah, that makes sense. I, I get that. Yeah, okay. That, that, that makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, even though there are some that will try to argue it, I'm sure. I'm sure there's going to be some people out there that are going to say Melo should be first team. It would not not go past me. I know some people that are big, big Carmelo Anthony fans that, you know, think uh, he, he's you know just the greatest thing. Which, again, we talk about Melo a lot on this show. We all love Carmelo Anthony here. Uh, but, you know, there's, I'm not one of those guys that is going to make an argument of being on the first team once we give you this, this uh, list right here. So on the first team, okay, you got Stephen Curry. He was an all-star six-time, all-NBA uh, six-time as well. Uh, James Harden, seven uh, all-star selections, six all-NBAs. Uh, LeBron, ten all-stars and ten all-NBAs. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, the, probably the greatest player of all time, maybe, in that discussion, maybe. Uh, that's for that's for another pod. That yeah, that's we for long we don't have, we don't have enough time on yeah. this one. Yeah, that you know we should just do that one day just because. Yeah, everybody seems to have that kind of discussion right there, so why not? Uh, but yeah, we would definitely need about I don't know an hour on that. Probably yeah, go longer than that. We might have to do a two parter for that one. I mean, shoot, you act like NBA first take or 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 ESPN first take or and uh, what's that other show with Skip Bayless now? Uh, 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 with, terrible uh, show, by the way. Absolutely with, terrible. With, with yeah, it's terrible. I don't even know what the name of it is. But those guys will talk about it for three hours while they have nothing else to talk oh, about it, here. It's, that's every day. That's like during the season, too. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's their go-to. Well, nothing else to talk about. Let's talk about LeBron being the greatest of all time. Yeah. Skip Bayless <laughs> built an entire career based right. on the idea that LeBron James is overrated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, actually, yeah. it's yeah. actually impressive to build a career off a lie. It really is. <laughs> Honestly, that's probably how we we make it to number one podcast. Is we just talk about that in every every single podcast now. <laughs> Apparently so, because that, that those guys are making millions of dollars to say the same thing on television every <laughs> single day. I'm just saying here. Um, yeah. <laughs> but also on this list, Kevin Durant, a ten time All Star, nine All NBAs, and then Kawhi Leonard, three time All Star, All NBAs, uh, three times, and of course a couple championship rings. Uh, actually, when you look right here, every player has a, at least one ring, more than one ring, besides James Harden on the first team, all-decade team here. So 10 rings over 10-year spans for a lot of these guys here. Some MVPs as well. So it's tough to argue with that. I just We'll start here. We'll get to the mellow in the second team uh, here in just a second, but... Any complaints, guys? We'll start with you, Chip. Any complaints here with this first this first team selection? No complaints at all. I'm not a Harden hater. Uh, I have my issues with how he plays the game, but not enough to complain about this. I think he belongs firmly on this yeah. list. And the other four guys on there, there's I don't see how anyone could possibly complain about them. Yeah, 
Yeah, Danny, same thing. Any complaints? Is there anybody you can say, you know what, this guy could be in there? I agree with Chip, which it feels, you know, it feels like it's getting old to say I agree with Chip and Hillary <laughs> But, no, I mean, I don't think... We need Colin to come back on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's anyone in their right mind who's really going to have, like, a major gripe with that first team. Yeah, like you said, the four guys, no brainies. And then Harden, I mean, he's been really good for a really long time. You think about it, what, the last, like, four years... He's won MVP or three years. He's won MVP, coming second twice. I mean, it, like, I there's there's a couple guys you can make a case, and we'll get to it when we move on to the second team. There's a couple guys you can make a case for over Harden, but I have no I have no issue with him there. He's he's fantastic. Who's one of those guys? If you could make a case, just a little devil's advocate here. If there's a guy that you could say replaces James Harden, because I agree, I think the rest you can't touch. Curry, LeBron, Durant, Kawhi, can't touch them. I think if there's a guy that can change, it's James Harden. Not that it's crazy James Harden's on the list, not saying that, but I'm saying if there mm-hmm. was a change, probably James Harden. Danny, in your opinion, yes. is there somebody that comes on the top of your head right now that you can say, you can make the case for this player? Uh, I would say, and uh, like, if you're asking me personally, I would take Harden over him. But to play devil's advocate, I think Westbrook probably has. Okay, yes, that's where I was over. going as well. That's, I think, I think, I think Westbrook at least, you know, he won the MVP. He beat Harden when they went, you know, kind of head to head in the MVP. I think you could make a case for Westbrook if you really like boiled it down and looked at him like right next to each other. But of course, there's also the you know the the stuff with. Some people think, you know, Westbrook's a stat pattern, all of this. But I think if there was anyone who had a, a legitimate case to be over Harden, I think it was Westbrook. I agree with you there. Chip, do you got anybody else? Or would you say Westbrook probably the only one that you can make the case for? Me and Danny finally disagree. Oh, I like it. Uh, oh, I know who you're going to say, too. Who am I going to say, you think? Chris Paul? Uh, yes, I am. Yeah, there that's another one. That is, that's a good one. That's another player. Yeah, I, 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 no, that's I. That was if if there was a second guy, I would say Chris Paul. But but yeah, no, I, I knew that was coming. Yeah. Well, we have a difference. That's nice. I love Chris Paul. Yep. I love Chris Paul. I love efficiency. I love his game. I think he's he's just getting killed right now. I uh, I well, like you said about the Jordan stuff, but I. We could do a whole nother hour podcast on Chris Paul. I don't want to go down that road on how much I love Chris Paul. And how Chris Paul is better than Russell Westbrook. I'm just throwing that out there right now. But <laughs> whatever. Um, the defense, uh, too. I'll give you that. Yeah. The defense uh-huh. is with Chris Paul. I, I'll say this. Chris yeah. Paul is getting hammered right now, but... Don't you think people should have known this was going to happen when he got that large contract when he was like 33? Like, he's yeah. old. Like, that. Yeah, you like knew the back end of this contract was not going to be the vintage Chris Paul. I mean, come on. They they signed him because they had to because they traded for him, and Daryl Morey talked about how he wanted him forever. And he went on, like, TV and talked about how long he's wanted Chris Paul. They had to sign him. Right. They had no choice, but they signed him to trade him, and the Rockets always get rid of guys. So And then they traded him for somebody who's better. So, you know, oh, it all worked Jesus. out. For them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, but, like, I mean, I, I agree. I do agree with you on I love Chris Paul. I think he's a great player. But also, like, we can't think of him, like, recency bias. We can't think of him right now. It's an all-decade team. Think of, like, you know, mm-hmm. 2012 Chris Paul, like, you know. 
he was yes. a stud, you know, for so long. Exactly. So I do. I do agree. I maybe Westbrook has a case, and I could see you making a case for Chris Paul over Harden as well. It's funny how we're making case for two guys who don't have rings over the guy who does have doesn't have a ring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> most people would be like, "No, we need to put the guy who who has a ring over Harden." That's what we need to do. Yeah. Nah, I, you know, I these I, I I love and hate these debates because like it's so imperfect because it's like how much does an MVP in the regular season matter against you know winning a ring like when you're the you know maybe not the top dog on your team it's just, you know it's an imperfect debate which makes these so much fun and you know so awful at the same yeah. time yeah like what matters more when like you were just talking about Harden's MVP or when Kawhi won the Finals MVP and when he yeah. just kid and be exactly right. See, I got another name here that, I, and there's a couple of guys. Again, not not really for the first team. So you know, there's not much to be said there. That that is a strong first team. The second team, I think, can create a little bit more debate about some guys here. So to give you the list, just in case you have not seen it, at uh, the second team honors, Chris Paul, seven-time All Star, six-time All NBA, Russell Westbrook. Eight-time All-Star, eight-time All-NBA. Anthony Davis, the Unibrow, who is really good, just you look at him and he's injured for a month, uh, is a six-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA. Blake Griffin, Blocky, as I like to call him, six-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA. And then a Knicks legend, Carmelo Anthony, eight-time All-Star, Three all MBAs. So, when you think of this list, and, and before we go into some other guys uh, that we think could be on here, let's focus on Carmelo Anthony, uh, the, the Nick representative here. Uh, what do you guys think? And Danny, we'll start with you this time. Uh, tell me what were your thoughts when you seen Carmelo Anthony made this, this list? All right, so I think he definitely deserves to be like all decade second team. We could we could get into the weeds there on if he should be second team or third team like that. I think there's a there's a good debate there, but I know like the thing with Melo. All right, let me, I'll break it down. Um, so one of he was one of five players to win a scoring title in the decade. I think that's significant. The others were Curry, uh, Westbrook, Harden, and Durant. Those. Those four and Mello were the only ones to win scoring titles in the decade. I think that's an important thing to note. Um, the other thing we talked, we just talked about a little bit, kind of like how do you weigh rings versus stats? I think like one guy who was on the third team, Wade, Dwayne Wade, a lot of people are saying he should be over Mello because he won titles. I think that is a dubious claim because does Wade win those titles if LeBron and Chris Bosh come to Miami? I don't know. Maybe he maybe some somehow, you know, Miami builds a contender and they do. But it's tough to weight that against, you know, Mello that 2013 playoffs. I know it was just one year. They won one playoff series in like the last two decades. So, you know, maybe I'm just overvaluing it. But that was Mello was he was legit that year. He was absolute money in 2013. He won the scoring title. He carried the Knicks to a playoff series win, their first one in forever. He was the only person to show up in that game six when he dropped 39, and no one else on the Knicks showed up to play against the Pacers when they lost. 
So, I mean, yeah, he didn't win the title. Yeah, he didn't take the Knicks even to the finals. But what he did there was pretty significant. And if you break it down into his, the first half of the decade and the second half of the decade, the first half, Mello, he maybe was a first-teamer, or at least close to it. Second half hasn't gone so well, obviously. But I think his accomplishments in the first half carry him to this second team more so than his, his bad second half of the decade would take him out of it. I have no problem with him as number uh, second team guy. Like, I, I, I really don't have an issue with that at all. And another, uh, just one more little tidbit to note is that he is number three for scoring for small forwards in the decade behind Durant and LeBron. Those two guys were one, two, and I forget which order, but I mean, that's, I think that's pretty significant. Small forward is probably the position that has the most superstars in the NBA. And Melo is, you know, right there is the best, one of the best offensive players of a generation. Um, but if you're going to ask me to say something against him, he never made higher than all NBA second team in the decade. He's actually never made higher than all NBA second team in his career. Which, if you never were one of the five best players in a, in a season, that I feel like that kind of hurts you. But I think everything else about Melo and just his more, like, obviously we know he's not a great defender. But he was one of the best offensive talents of a generation for a majority of the decade. So I think that that carries him to his spot here. I have no issues with him. Chip, same thing. What was your thoughts and reaction when you saw Carmelo Anthony on the list? Yeah, Carmelo's one of the greatest scorers of all time. He deserves to be on this list, and he put up great numbers in between the seasons that are uh, listed on this all-decade team. Uh, 2009-10 season and 2018-2019 season, only six players averaged 23 points and six rebounds between those seasons. LeBron, KD, Russ, Embiid, AD, and Mello. I mean, say whatever you want about his effort, but the guy put up a lot of numbers. Okay, and but we talked about Russ padding stats before, but I, I was impressed to see the guy did that for for such a long time. But, um, yeah, I, look, I, I was surprised that uh, so many people thought that he shouldn't be on the team uh, at all. Uh, I got why Danny mentioned flipping him with Dwayne Wade. Uh, and I figured once I saw D Wade third team, I figured, yeah, obviously people are going to be like, Oh, flip Mello and Wade, flip Kobe and Mello. Um, but yeah, look, people are always going to hate on Mello because he got no rings and they think he's selfish. And I saw someone on ESPN today say that, uh, the fact that Mello isn't in the league right now should count against him. And I, I don't think that's fair. Right. I mean, his past, his past accomplishments shouldn't be affected by the way he's perceived today. That's a dumb so, argument, I think. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's what I thought. And uh, look, it's uh, he. You listed all of the things he's done, and I, I think it all speaks for himself. He's had some fantastic moments, and he he did what he could for a miserably run franchise for a lot of years. So. The guy did a lot. Of, the guy did a lot of good things, and I have no problem. The one we didn't mention it yet, but I will say I was stunned to see Blake Griffin there. That's, yes. Uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and uh, we'll get into that in just one second. But you know, Melo deserves this. 
And, and it's all. It, it makes me think because I, I kind of, I, I, like I said before, we are Kamala Anthony supporters here. I do want to see him on the NBA roster right now. I think you know. I I agree that he's no longer that same player that he was four or five years ago. I mean, his last few years with the Knicks, you can see that he was declining. But I still think he can help out a team. I still think he can. So I'm hoping that he gets back into the league and can play. I mean, if Vince Carter is going to play in the league at 43 years old, my goodness, tell me Kamala Anthony can't make a roster, okay? Uh, That's all I'm saying here. So I want to see Melo make a team. I think part of that is... Like the stuff with Billups was Chauncey Billups was saying earlier this summer. Like, does he still think he's like superstar mellow? I mean, yeah, he has to. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't like I don't want to get inside the guy's head because I don't know what he's thinking. Right. But like Vince Carter has no problem. Like, you know, if they they ask him to like you're a you're a 10, 15 minute guy like per night. Like, I don't think he has a problem with that. Would mellow? I don't. I mean, we don't know. Good point. Is that part of it? That's a good point. That's my only thing. I agree with you. And. We talk, like Chip and I have talked about this before. Like, obviously, Melo is a better basketball player than a lot of guys who are on a roster right now. But is he willing to accept his role? I mean, who knows? Right. It's, that's yeah, a that's a very good point. That's a very good point. And uh, you know, just to wrap up the the Melo side of this, you know, can you make arguments from other people? Well, really, in this whole second team, you can make strong cases for other people. Maybe I think Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook are, are pretty hard to kick out of this all-decade team. When mm. you get into the forward spots, yeah, you can mix and match some here. But I, I think there's no question that Carmelo Anthony deserves this nod, uh, and I'm very excited and happy to see him in it. Uh, with that being said, as we have just a few minutes here now. Let's go into if you have to remove somebody, who would it be? Chip, I'm going to start with you because I agree with you one, and I'll say this: Blake Griffin is a good basketball player, and I think you know you can make a case for him to be on this list. But I do think there's other guys that should have gotten a nod before him. So who would you replace Blake Griffin for? Yeah, Blake Griffin really surprise me being on there i guess if i had to take him off there i would probably move Dwayne wade up okay from the third team onto there um and there's other guys who were omitted from the list completely too um i I wouldn't move kobe up uh and i wouldn't move Giannis up i think if i had to pick one guy from the third team i would pick wade and flip him up there all right and I, Dwayne Wade is one of those guys, absolutely. I was going to say, how do you not consider Dwayne Wade? You know, Anthony Davis is a phenomenal player, but, you know, you can make the case maybe not, you know, a lot of injury issues, but he's been on the floor. He's very productive. You know, as you could see, the six all-star selections, um, you know, I, I understand that. Blake Griffin is the one that I think, you can replace here and Dwayne Wade is in that conversation because you know I know the ring discussion people say he should replace Mello and 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 rings should not be in influence because it's not it's not Carmelo Anthony's fault he didn't have the same championship caliber team that Dwayne Wade had yeah you know what I mean LeBron teamed up with him it matters like it's a it's a point of the conversation but like yeah it shouldn't be the main thing James and Chris Paul yeah right uh, Chris Bosh, you know, he had he had like legit teams, and Melo had Tyson Chandler, you know, Steve Novak, A.R. Smith. Like, it's you know, it 
it's it's more nuanced than rings. Right. And let me let me throw this at you guys here to see what you guys think about this. What about Dirk Nowitzki? That was mine. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know what what happened to Dirk all of a sudden. There I don't get it. You guys left off that I was that were surprising. Yeah. I think I think Dirk. You know, actually, the Blake Griffin thing, um, it doesn't even bother me that much. When I first saw it, I was like, wait, Blake Griffin, really? But he was a rookie in 2010. So basically, like, his this decade has been his entire career. Right. And he was, I think, he, it, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he's the, the last time a rookie, and he was just, you know, he took the year off kind of like a Ben Simmons. He was the last rookie to make the All-Star game, and he's been pretty much one of the best players in the NBA since he's coming to the league. Yeah, he's a very so good I'm, player. I'm, I'm kind of okay with him being on second team. If you want to get into semantics, maybe third team is, you know, better or whatever. But, yeah, Dirk is my guy. I mean, because he he's kind of like Mello, where he's kind of fallen off these, like, last few years. But, you know, Anthony Davis, uh, Giannis, those guys weren't even playing in the right. beginning of the two, you know, in the beginning of the decade. So if you're going to hold it against Dirk and Mello and say, well, they're not the same players that they were at the beginning of the decade, then I think you have to hold it against, you know, Anthony Davis and Giannis even more and say they weren't even playing. So they weren't even making an impact. So, I, I mean, and I know we just got off the conversation of like, you know, we can't oversell rings. But that Mavericks championship against the, the juggernaut. Dirk was um, so, yeah, that was so good. That, so impressive. He was a solo superstar. You know, I'd say maybe maybe even more than Kawhi was this year because, I mean, you know, Siakam, we know he's nasty. We know Lowry is, you know, a legitimate all-star type guy. Like, Dirk, I mean, who who was his second guy on that team? You know, it's hard to pinpoint one. They had a ton of great role players, but, I mean, Dirk was the guy who made that whole thing possible. I just I don't understand how Dirk doesn't end up even on the third list. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I think it's one, disrespectful. One guy that it's just mind boggling. I just and then we'll leave it there. I know there's a third team. By the way, just to tell you, a third team it was Dwayne Wade, Kobe Bryant, Paul George, or Marcus Aldridge, and Giannis. I don't know how Giannis is on there because again, these I mean the last three years have been outstanding, but. I mean, there's guys that put in more work over the decade for the longer period of time. And I think it's really disrespectful to Dirk Nowitzki not to get mentioned in there. I don't, I don't understand it. Um, it, it. It was something that was the biggest surprise for me. Why, why is Dirk not on here? But it is what it is. That's, that's the way it shapes up. Uh, and that's all the time we have. So we appreciate you guys listening. And we'll be back next week for another episode of the Nick State of Mind podcast.